Well, hello, and welcome to the Elvery Grove podcast. Elvery Grove is an online community with its contributors based in Southern Africa. The website, blog, podcast, newsletter, and forums seek to encourage families to live lives full of wisdom, creativity, industry, and the interconnectedness of local community. Sign up to our newsletter to receive thoughtful encouragement in your inbox, alongside original poetry, rich words from gifted writers, and much more. In this week's episode, Sarah and Lebo discuss feminism, fantasy, and Madiba. Enjoy. Well, hello and welcome back to the book drive. The book drive. I'm Sarah Spring. And I am Lebo Chindongo. And this is our first book drive of the year. So In 2024. Nearly March, but <laughs> we're back and ready to um, tell you what we've been reading about. So, um, have you been reading anything? <laughs> Yes, I have. I have indeed. I have. Um, I'm doing, not quite, but I'm doing a revised version of a delectable education book bingo thing that I told you about last time. Oh, a book list. Yes, yes. yes. The 2024 one was very high grade. I felt like I was standard grade maths in a high grade class. (laughs) All the books they recommended. So I just went to to an older one. Well, the women that have been doing it for a few years now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Leveling up. Graduated. <laughs> so I just went back a couple of years and they had an, a nice one with a fun little um, variety on there. All right. Yes. So what has that started you off on? You know what? I actually realized that I backstretched this list. <laughs> <laughs> Mere suggestions. <laughs> I tell you. So I look at it when I'm in my reading slump like okay. I'm not reading anything okay. and I'm okay. just kind of like oh no you know it's fine mm-hmm. and then I look at it and I get all excited and I'm like Ooh. and then when I start reading I don't look at it and then at the end of the year I go back and I'm like oh yes I did read this I did read this <laughs> I did read this oh I didn't get to that oh oh well <laughs> that was fun alright so it served its purpose you know if not Exactly what they set out to do. They got somebody reading more. Exactly. That was a good thing. There we go. So we actually also have an Elvery Grove book list for the year. I was about to say, yes. Um, Recommendations of uh, categories of books, not actual books. So if you're listening and you don't know what to read, um, the months... I actually don't know. Sorry, I don't know where we are in the month. I don't know what it is this month because I got so invested in the books that I was reading (laughs) that I forgot to check what I was supposed to be reading. But um, yeah, there's categories like a book uh, published the year you were born and a local author and a book that's been recently written and a book in a genre you wouldn't really read. So nice. if you're listening and you want to get kickstarted, then you can hop on over to Elvery Grove and find the book list. 2024 is the year of reading. So with your following but not following your list... What books? What are you? What are you going to talk about today? What do you talk about? Well, with my not following my list, I read. Does audiobook count as read? Um, I can't. I mean, it depends what your goal is, but in terms of consuming content and thinking about it, yes. Okay. In terms of seeing words and understanding punctuation and spelling more, no. <laughs> no, I that's not, not what you're trying to do at this stage in your life. You're not trying to get a better understanding of how things are spelled. No, not quite. <laughs> but um, I recently actually enjoyed uh, Eve in Exile mm. by Rebecca Merkel. Mm-hmm. So they did a documentary. Yes. I haven't watched the documentary. I have watched the documentary. Oh, there we go. So this yeah. should actually gel quite well. I um, I saw snippets. 
mm-hmm. when they were advertising the coming of the documentary, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually get to watch it. And then I saw that on script, the book was available. Mm. And I was like, oh, yay, actually, I've been wanting to. No, actually, my sister-in-law told me about it. Oh, okay. That's how it came about. I was like, yeah. So we were talking about it over December. My fellow avid book reader, sister-in-law, we were ch- chatting about books we'd been reading and just um societal issues and all of that mm-hmm. and um we landed on talking about feminism and she asked did i read even exile to which i was like no i haven't read it but i do have it on my radar and that catapulted me to reading it right away so all right so for those who don't know rebecca Merkel or the book can you give us a short narration of what the book is about <laughs> short narration <laughs> so her whole premises with this book is the pervasiveness of feminism mm-hmm and how it has infiltrated the church mm-hmm. and every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. And she does a wonderful job of just backstating, backstory, the history of feminism. Yeah, I found that incredibly helpful. Sure. We actually don't that, really know anything about no, feminism, do we? Don't, Unless you've you know, studied it or like read a book. I had no idea there were different movements and waves and the first people said very different things to what the women are saying now and yeah that was a very helpful lesson in history Mm. and also just in the progression of things huh Mm. Mm. (laughs) so so she does a very good job of painting that backdrop and i think against that backdrop and today's current events Mm -hmm. you find yourself just thinking so much about things differently Mm. and Mm. seeing so that that was one of the things it just alerted me so much you know by the grace of the holy spirit to to the ways in which I had become so feministic in my thinking, mm. but I would never attribute so it to that. Would you? What sort of things were your eyes open to that you? I think it was m- just maybe didn't make the connection. One of my favorite parts of the book was actually where she talks about, um, which I feel like I've sometimes shied away from, or I I have swayed to one side or the other. Where she talks about the 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 role of the woman. Mm-hmm. And um, she just reads beautiful poetry and she just draws such beautiful contrasts uh, in women, how women are and mm. how uh, men are mm. and what um, that means and how the beautiful melody of the tune they make of singing God's glory mm. when each one is in their role mm. and doing what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. as opposed to the chaos that comes about when there's that mishmash mm. of things and i think it's it was beautiful to just hear that and the biblical truth in it and um just be reminded of how the world is pushing towards something totally different mm-hmm. towards the opposite direction and also and, changing its mind quite often uh, right you're like <laughs> so it's I was pushing, just jumped on this like, bandwagon on, this group of women were pushing this and that group of them were actually pushing this and now can we nobody just, even like, knows what they're pushing no, now but they're pushing hard yeah but that they're was the pushing thing. very hard the feminists got everything they wanted and now we're not really sure yes <laughs> but we're still shouting <laughs> so that was that was yeah. really that was really beautiful mm. and um i really just I encourage. I was encouraged by her boldness. Mm. She was not reserved. Mm-mm. I was encouraged, and I was reminded that the truth is offensive, mm. and what um, God said in His Word that His wisdom is foolishness to the world, mm. and uh, foolishness seems like wisdom. Yeah, and it was just so encouraging to be reminded and and just listen and read somebody making such a bold stance 
on the sufficiency of scripture hmm. and, and and it was the gift of that book was that as well hmm. while i was celebrating the truths in that book mm-hmm. i was just enamored and brought down again to worship um god in his the sufficiency of scripture hmm. you know the support of scripture mm-hmm. the the freedom of of the word hmm. and what that does for us and to be like this is where my worldview needs to be biblically this is what needs to be shaping it this is exactly it, yeah. it what needs to be rooted in hmm. god knew what he was saying when he said when you build your house upon the rock it will not fall but when you build on sand what happens mm. gets washed away mm. and so it was just a great reminder of that and i really really enjoyed the book i mean it's some things um it's a personality thing people are people are persons as we always say mm-hmm. you know it is not the bible <laughs> it, it is not the bible and um there may be certain things said a certain way that one may not be overly comfortable with mm-hmm. but i think it's also just how how soft we've become mm. That when mm. somebody says truths, we are so quickly offended that we yeah. don't actually mull over that truth and say, "Oh wow, Is I've been believing a lie." I just exactly being offended. <laughs> exactly, am yeah. I being offended? Am I being offended at my lies, or am I being offended at the fact that that person is lying? Hmm. Okay. So, so that was so yeah, and I think it's just a very beautiful, liberating book for women. Mm-hmm. Definitely a book for our time, but I think that our um, time is not ready for <laughs> because it is just a beautiful picture of anti-postmodernism mm-hmm. your truth is not your truth about who you are as a woman your truth about who you are as a woman is what god says mm. and that's the premise of the book and i think it's also just helpful in from then on we start living truly in purpose and you know mm. that it's something that can seem so overly familiar but you know the kids catechism what is the chief end of men to glorify and enjoy god mm-hmm. and those are some of the means through which we glorify and enjoy god mm. when we live as he created us mm-hmm. to be for the purpose because he's infinitely wiser than we are and he knows what is good now i'm preaching <laughs> I um I loved how she gave uh, just just such a vision for femininity mm. as this yes just and the documentary was also very beautifully filmed and with a lot of beautiful shots of very different lives mm. of like women's lives looking very different so while um it may seem um no there's nothing about what she says that says and it means that you have to stay at home and have five children and do, I mean, those, that family is incredibly productive, like with books they have written. She herself has um, had fabric ranges that she's designed and sold. They have started a school and a university. She even worked at the university. Yeah, she's, Mm -hmm. I think she works at the school now. Um, So it's really, uh, it's a beautiful encouragement to just catch a vision of like what this looks like. And it doesn't, yeah, as I said, it doesn't look the same, but the drive behind it is the mm. same. And that mm. like you can explore um and even just just her honoring of the home space. Yes, as like absolutely. such a as somebody who for, for her, I mean, um 
worked in and out of the home, but still valuing the home through all those things and above her own corporate ideas or design ambitions or things like that. You yes. know, it just was a beautiful um, love of home with great energy and enthusiasm and ideas and like this is interesting and there are good things to do here and this is not a so quashing mm. of a personhood or um anything like that so that was really encouraging inspiring yes which is also, and also convicting i was also convicted about that mm. just how when i was working in corporate you know i'd be like oh, what can i read up on what's the latest what's you know i was so Business invested or, yes yes okay. in my in, um i was in digital marketing okay and so yeah. at that time there were also lots of tools coming about and okay. lots of strategies and all of that as we moved away from traditional marketing okay so i wanted to keep abreast with that yeah you know i was always like oh what's oh what are who are these thought leaders what are they saying and what are the you know and just that investment and i think one thing that convicted me from the book was just that i can do the same with my homemaking mm. i can be so invested and i can be like you know, who are the women who are encouraging me to live faithfully? What mm. new skill can I learn? Mm. What can I invest in to be able to do what I'm supposed to do better? Mm. You mm. know, do I need to go to cooking school? No, actually, if you know anything about me, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would like to go. <laughs> Maybe ironing school. That's what I need. <laughs> Pattern making, clothing, sewing. <laughs> But just, yeah, what, how can I invest in seeing the space that I'm doing, not just as a, oh, well, here we go again. Yeah, but mm. actually I love to be in this place and mm. I can make it better and I can mm-hmm. make it hospitable for, for my family and even those who come mm-hmm. to because this is also the place in which I have the greatest privilege of preaching the gospel mm. to my children and to others. You know, I'm not going to be walking down the streets evangelizing, but I have my home mm-hmm. and people are coming in it and I have people in it. So, yeah, that was even exile. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so the documentary, um, I watched it because it was free for the month. Um, I think it's one of those, I think you have to pay to watch it or they've got an app or something you can sign up to yes, watch they it. Yes, do, yeah. Um, but very beautiful. It was, yeah, a beautiful just a beautiful visual thing to watch and um yeah i really enjoyed it actually watched it twice in one weekend because (laughs) i watched it like while getting ready one morning and brushing my teeth and sorting stuff out because i think it was only a 24-hour window and i saw it was available so i thought i really got to watch this now and then it was still available and i wanted my husband to watch it so we watched it again that night so it was really enjoyable i should watch it yeah we'll find i'll have to find out how to watch it again i have the app the Canon Press app? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, then I think it's on there. Then you've got all their books as well. No, some things you have to pay for and then okay. others are free. Have you read any other things of Rebecca's or... I tried to read What Have You. No, not What Have You. No, no, sorry. Not What Have You. I tried to read Loving the little, the, little, the little Years. Yes. And mm, she lost me. Really? I don't know. I, oh, I love that so much. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I was also just too knee deep in it. Yeah. You know, books have seasons. Could have been. I yeah. think I read it before I had children. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but so, there's some things from that book that I still apply and oh, still use today. So I found nice, it really. Like um, so one of the analogies. Uh, so Rachel, the sister of Rebecca, talks a lot about emotions and managing emotions and how 
the world at the moment is really encouraging you to be led by your emotions yes. and that your emotions are true. There is no... Um, and they reign. Yeah, and they are not to be quashed <laughs> at all or hindered. Anyway, so she had this beautiful chapter where she speaks about how she speaks to her girls. Um, the chapter was called Spirited Horses. And she... I remember Do you that. remember that one? Yes. Okay, yeah. So she describes their emotions as beautiful horses that are very spirited, that are amazing things, not like emotions are bad or they need to be um, ignored, but they do need to be controlled. And that your horse needs to stay up riding in the beautiful meadow, meadow mm. and the long grass with the sun shining on it, but it's going to be tempted to go down the side mm. and dive in the mud and wallow around in self-pity and sadness and grumpiness and rudeness and how you need to get your horse back on the path mm. and how they can encourage each other to like get your horse back. Like this is not where we're staying. We're not wallowing down here. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and there were a few other things, but that was, I really enjoyed the Spirited Horses one. Mm, that's <laughs> that was beautiful. A good, good one that stuck with me. That's very beautiful. And I think that's the theme of their family ministry and what they do. The truth trumping mm. today's lies. Mm. Mm. That, because like even what you're saying about the emotions and not being led mm. by by those emotions. So. Yeah, I think she actually calls them wild monkeys or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so her other book, You Who, which is um, Why You Matter and How to Deal with It, mm. which is all on identity, oh. speaks about the monkeys. Oh, <laughs> the, the wild. There's a different word. I can't remember what she's used now, but yeah, like letting these wild monkeys loose <laughs> and how many to um train them and uh yeah not be not use emotions to manipulate ourselves even all those around us but that there are strong powerful things that need to be um yeah controlled mm. and steered and um not just given into great so that's that uh, that <laughs> that's that that's book that. <laughs> what have you been reading so I have been reading a hodgepodge of things this year, but I haven't finished any of them yet. So <laughs> as a reader should always. <laughs> so so I didn't feel that I could make a podcast on a book I hadn't finished yet. Although I've done that before. Yes. <laughs> yes, that. you did. About Tony Rankin's book. And then that book was no longer available. I think oh, it was no, really sad. I never it. finished it. Oh, but um shame. I see actually that Good Neighbours stocks it occasionally, so I think um I might uh, get it from them one day. But in the meantime, actually, I bought another one of his books that I'm halfway through, so I won't speak about spectacles. it. Competing Spectacles. Yeah. Oh, so good. I think, so helpful. I think I read that. Did I read that? I don't know. I feel like I read it. Maybe you did. It's very short, so it's I think possible. I read it. Okay. Um, so, so I'm busy reading that. Yes. Um, but I'm um, uh, not going to talk about it. But um, <laughs> what I did want to talk tuned. about was... Yeah, was um, a fantasy novel that I read. So I mentioned actually in our first podcast over the holidays, um, I had a, a few days where I wasn't feeling so great. Well, actually, I was just tired from the year. So I just lay down on my couch and read for a week. Wow. Um, and in that time, I managed to finish um, two novels, which were not very long. I don't think. I don't know. I read them on my phone, so it's always difficult to judge. I'm like, I read them quickly. They didn't feel long, but it's possible I read very quickly and for a very long time. <laughs> so. They could have been longer. I didn't have like an idea of how many actual pages they were. 
But um, so this is a segue in a totally different into a different field. But um, I've wanted to speak about this for a while. This fantasy author called Brandon Sanderson. Mm. Now a lot of people will know him. Um, and um, to to go back a few um, years into how I started reading his books at all was my husband and some friends of ours were really into these books and they really enjoyed them. But I have not typically been a good fantasy reader I don't enjoy it I'm more biographies and real life kind of things I find myself enjoying and I'd read some fantasy but really didn't you know like forgot I was reading it or it was just too much I don't know too far like didn't enjoy going into these not real imaginations (laughs) yeah also the the thing about (laughs) it's like the, the portals and the magician's nephew I couldn't follow that. Oh, Sorry, yeah. that's, that's a segue. But <laughs> yeah, so it's similar to that. <laughs> anyway, um, so the other thing that really put me off about this author is that he has like books that are many series of books long. And I thought, I don't have time to read a six book series. I don't have time to get into a six book series. This was a few years ago. The kids were a lot smaller. And I had found that if I got really into a novel, then I was super distracted from them. <laughs> it wasn't like that good balance of this is my rest time. It was yeah. like, stop needing me. I need to know what happens next. <laughs> kind of thing. So anyway, I kind of put it off, but they were having me to rehab. Like, yeah, there's this like this other couple and my husband and they had their own little private conversations about these books. And then, um, Eventually, my husband bought me one for Christmas a few years ago that was like a one-off story. So it was just, you just read the one. There's not six more after that yes. I have to to make sense of this. It's just um, just one. Um, now, before I started reading that, sorry to go back even further, is a conversation between Indy Wilson, who is Rebecca and Rachel's brother, who wrote... What did he write? That book that I spoke about when you and Angelique and I spoke together. Death oh, by Living. Oh, the Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Yes. So he wrote Death oh, by Living. Oh, he wrote that? Yes. Did you say that? Yes. You did not. I did. Of course I did. No, I think you said that it's written by Nate Wilson, but you didn't give context to which Wilson. Oh, okay. I mean, I said his name, but we were talking about a lot of things that day. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he wrote, okay, so he wrote that book. So I read that book, but he has also written a number of children's fantasy books. So I listened to an interview with him and Sarah McKenzie. Who? Brendan Sanders. No, sorry. I'm going back. Sure, sure, sure. Andrew sure. Wilson. Keep up. <laughs> okay. This is back. I've gone back in time. Okay. <laughs> Andy Wilson wrote, has written children's fantasy books. And he had a I conversation. I thought his name was Nate. It is. But his book name is Andy. Like he wants to be like Andy. Andy. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy Wilson. Andy Wilson. <laughs> Something's connecting in your head. <laughs> Lights are coming on. <laughs> it was load shedding. <laughs> now the power's back. <laughs> I'm with you now. Oh, okay, I've lost my own train of thought. Sorry, sorry. Sarah McKenzie you, you, has a podcast called Read Aloud Revival, Revival, which is the first podcast I ever started listening to when I started listening to podcasts. And she interviewed him and he spoke about fantasy and children's novels. And he had this uh, perspective that I think he actually like tours around America and teaches when he goes to schools and promotes his book, where he was saying a good fantasy novel, no, fantasy novels can do two things. A bad fantasy novel 
will um, make you feel incredibly discontent with the world we live in mm-hmm. and make it feel like this is the most boring, terrible world I want to fly, mm. etc. A good fantasy novel is going to open your eyes to how amazing the world is. Wow. By potentially taking you out of it. Yes. And then putting you back in. Well, not even necessarily putting you back in, but the things that the perspective, yeah, that's the that's the paradigm, those two things. Okay. So you can have books that are like amazing. So, okay, so actually Harry Potter is a really good example of this, mm. where it's this um, story that has just gripped so many people, like so many people have enjoyed it. There's lots of ideas in there. There's lots of, um, yeah, interesting concepts, lots going on. But I think pretty much everybody who's read that has felt like I want to go to Hogwarts and like <laughs> my life is terrible and you know like I'm a muggle and like the yes. muggle world is so boring and like all this kind of thing um so whereas if we look at Narnia like of course we would love talking animals but we have Aslan saying to Lucy like you can find me in your world mm. you know like this is mm. so it's not to say necessarily that there's a parallel thing of um, this is, yeah. Do you know what I I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yes. I so, understand what okay, you're saying. Probably take the example a bit deeper. But anyway, that was the thing that he said. And I thought, that's so interesting. Mm. Like this idea that how can a story that is outside of the world make you love your own world? Mm. Or surely they're taking you, it's an escape. You're kind of doing that into Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> So this is Wake Up. So my husband gives me this book. It's Christmas. We have COVID, all of us. Mm. We weren't terribly ill, but we were like lying down in bed ill um, and uh, with nothing else to do but read our book. That was really gripping. <laughs> so started reading this book. And for the first time, those lights. What's the book title? So this book, <laughs> there's a lot of books. This is the start of the story. <laughs> this isn't even the book I want to talk about today. <laughs> This is just the context of the book that I want to talk about today. <laughs> I love it. I'm following. Okay. The lights on. are on. But I want to know the title of the book you right. read. So this book is called Elantris. 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 It's the name of a city. The story takes place in a city. Um, and so uh, he builds this world, this fantasy world. There's some magic systems in there. There's um, uh, yeah, like people groups, different geographical things. So um, that was the first one I read and it was so beautiful and I'm not going to go into it too much now, but it was just so gripping, so interesting. And for the first time, I understood the idea of world building, Mm. that like you can build this incredible world that makes you um, understand what a a world needs to work, Mm. like what dynamics need to be in place. Hmm. And um, and so that was the first one I read. And then I've read a few more of his, including one that was six books long. I eventually got through all of that. Wow, well done. <laughs> um, and in all of them, um, I won't go too much into it now. His writing is quite simple. It's not very complex, layered, high level. It's not Charles Dickens. <laughs> not even <laughs> Tolkien. Like, it's very, um, but it's easy, easy reading. Um, yeah. But his uh, worlds are so profound and so deep. And I never... Never thought that world building was an exciting thing until I read this. And um, and what was so amazing about his writing generally is that he builds these worlds and then he builds um, a magic system. But the magic system has limits to it. 
And what that means is that somebody can get better or be bad with their gifts or practice hard. And um, so that doesn't sound exciting, but (laughs) when you're like thinking about it (laughs) as when you're just enjoying a story and you have so much of real life reflected in a fantasy world, oh, I see then it is exciting because then it feeds back into what does this mean for real life? Yes. So even though this person is getting better at drawing light circles and shapes in the air and those are unlocking mysteries, they have worked really hard and they have had times of being discouraged mm. and they have had... Um, other things but the other thing about his books is that and this will lead neatly into the one that i'm actually going to talk about today oh (laughs) because they've got like five or six different books in my head that i'm trying to summarize the concepts (laughs) sorry i i hope everybody will follow (laughs) maybe we should start again Uh, just it's quite exciting and I want you to read all the books and enjoy all the things that I've enjoyed and have your eyes like open to your so I'm gonna just be very self-controlled here and just skip the first four books that I wanted to talk about and just talk you were gonna talk about the first four books as I was talking I was like oh and this was in this book and this was in this (laughs) why don't we do an episode we should on fantasy okay and what, what are we going to do? <laughs> Where you tell okay. us all about your books. <laughs> no. You can, okay. Uh, let, me get, let me just get back to the book I'm supposed to talk about. Because I feel like we're really segued now. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> God, how much time do you have later? Okay. So over Christmas, I read two books. But one of them is the one I'm going to talk about. I promise. Because it was so different. Okay. It was called um, Trace of the Emerald Sea. And Trace is the name of the girl, and she goes on the Emerald Sea, but also four or five other uh, different seas of different colors. Mm. But the sea is made of sand. Oh. Okay, so this is the interesting thing. So the sea is made of sand, and that's the introduction to the book. And um, and then this is the, what I'm talking about with world building. So the sea is made of sand, but it's actually spores. And they rain down from these moons, and there's multiple moons in the skies at different times. And if there's any water in contact with these spores, they explode into um, uh, like vines and trees and things. So if you are on a ship sailing on the sea and you get a spore on your skin, which is likely because it's an ocean and you're sweating, then like this, you get the water in contact with the spore and it's going to explode. <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Anyway, as I read this, I start thinking, oh my goodness, that's so true. If you've ever seen rolling sand dunes, that is what they look like. They look like water. And isn't sand so amazing how it moves? So he's bringing like real science into sand, but just imagining a whole world where the sand was the ocean. And imagine then there are are spores. And we did some mushroom study last year, and I'm like, spores are the most amazing thing in the whole world. And so I'm just reading this story about this girl, and she's off to on this adventure, and there's some like fun things about what she does. But at the same time, just thinking about the ocean and how amazing it is and thinking about sand and what a what an amazing thing sand is and thinking about colors and the color of our world and what if our sea was all black and we couldn't see. And um, yeah. <laughs> this is your nerdiest book review yet. <laughs> 
I love it. It took me a while to start reading his book, but then he's got another book where the power source is all from color. And as I read this, my mind is open to like, but our world has so much color in it. And isn't that so amazing? And isn't that so interesting? So this is a really terrible review. A whole new world. Yeah, yes, that's true. (laughs) No, you've really got me thinking about Aladdin and actual fairy tales and what the movie was versus what the real Aladdin was. Oh, (laughs) shifting sands of the Arabian desert. But um, I feel like I've totally butchered this now. What I want to say is that I read this book. It was really fun. And I'm totally a nerd. And um, (laughs) it really did that thing of turning my eyes back to the world and Mm. think what a beautiful and profound world we live in. And all his books are like that. They've all come away and they've got very different. They're all great adventures. They all culminate in this like, what's going to happen at the end? Um, Some of them are very violent, but also he never writes uh, just for spectacle, which is quite really lovely mm. as well. He's very respectful of his people and his characters mm. and um, very, yeah, just incredible world building. So super fun escapist reading, but then pulls you But back. grounding. Yeah. Grounding. Because that's, that's, that's what's lacking in escapism. You're not grounded. Yeah. yeah. You're not pulled back. Mm. You're not excited to live your life. Mm. And afterwards, I'm always like, hey, let me go look at some sand. You yeah. Know, like, let me just go think about those things a bit more. So, that I is, love um, it. My very scared thing. The funny thing that happened <laughs> was that shortly after I read this book, I went for a run and I fell. And I fell and I hurt myself. It didn't seem so bad, but it turns out it was like it was a lot better than I thought it was. And Ouch. one of the things happened that a week later, I battled for a few days with terrible vertigo. And, but it was just so funny because I was like, I just, I'm her, I'm on the boat. <laughs> but I'm done now, I want to get off because the floor would not stop moving for days and days and days. And I, get, and I just like inhaled this ocean, sea, sand adventure. It was just like, I just want to get off the boat. But it doesn't, because I was in my house, there was nowhere to go. And I was looking at the grass thinking it's like, this is the ocean. This is the green. This is the Emerald Sea outside my window, and I can't touch it. <laughs> so I wasn't feeling so well. <laughs> That's my story. And that was a good book. So that was me, so I very oh. unsuccessfully putting like six, seven, actually 12 books into one. <laughs> Short review, but super fun uh, author. And, Great um, case for I'll list the I'll list the books in order that I read them that I think would be fun to read. There but the one book that I read, the one that was, it was three, and then it could be six if you wanted to, but you didn't have to read the other ones. But it was like this insane story that was so violent and so intense and I didn't know why I was reading it and when I got to the end I like cried it was so beautiful what it how it opened my eyes to the world and also just big good arching themes of failure and savior and um, complex situations and I should probably just stop now but I'm just going to keep going keep going (laughs) (laughs) randomly so um yeah that's my really bad scattered review of Brandon Sands. <laughs> I, I think it makes sense it's okay. a it's a I think it was 
a review. It was yeah, summarize my <laughs> summarize my thoughts for me, narrated that. Yeah, <laughs> this is your narration. I think what you did well is you are seeing the journey that you've gone through fantasy mm-hmm. and how you have come to enjoy and appreciate good fantasy, and in that there is the beauty that you enjoy in the current world. And the Lord just blessed you with an extra taste of being on the boat. Yes. Is that a good narration? I could have just said that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but um, one thing that we are doing, which we've never done before, mm-hmm. is we're reading a book together simultaneously. We're reading like, the same book at the same at time. At the same time. <laughs> well, you told me about it. And then I went to God at the library. And... Um, yeah, previously we've read books uh, consecutively, concurrently. Some word with con. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, but different books? Oh, at the same, oh, no, 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 at different times, oh, we've but read the same, same book. At different times. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But we've never read the same book at the same time. This is the truth, yeah. Yes. So we're so going to have. <laughs> this is also. No, we true. read for the children's sake. We did! Right. And we even had a book club we and did. we got that together. Was the first time. <laughs> That is when our love of books ignited and we realized we were soul sisters. <laughs> and then we couldn't keep up with each other, with each other after that. Then because you have 10 books that you recommend to me and I have 10 that I recommend to you. And you're reading Humble Roots. No, you're not reading Humble Roots. I'm you're not. I'm reading, reading that other one. I read all that is good. I'm going through it again. Yeah. So. Okay. We are going to have a special episode. Special episode. Yeah. We will call it... Local is lekker. Oh, yeah. Book drive. <laughs> so, 10 points if you guess what book we're reading. No, it's too many books. To no. me. <laughs> no. The, 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 the listeners must guess what book we're reading. Okay, but they I can't guess it local is it's an old book and there's lots of local books. I mean, it's not old, but it's at least 10 years old. Yeah, now. that's true. Okay, yeah. we'll tell you what it is. Okay. What are you reading, Neville? <laughs> I'm reading Good Morning, Mr. Mandela. Me too. <laughs> By who? By Zelda. Lagrange, is that's, it? That's what is I was trying to get. Because oh. I call her Lagrange. Oh, but yeah, that she's yeah, Afrikaans. She is. Yeah. So I thought it would be Lagrange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. By Zeldina. <laughs> Zeldina. <laughs> I love that's that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we're busy reading at that at the moment. Yes. And um, maybe we'll just chat quickly how's it started for you. And then we'll finish and continue to be continued episode. It, it's been a great start. I've really enjoyed it. I got it just the other day and I have not put it down. Mm-hmm. I No, no, no. I can't I can't do a snippet. That's all I'm going to have to say. You? Okay. What was the start for you like? And I had wanted to read it for a long time when I first saw it or heard about it, um, but just took a long time to get a copy. So I finally managed to get a copy. Mm, I got mine from um, the library. Yes. I think it probably just wasn't in the library when oh. it first came out or took a while I, and then I forgot about it um, and then I saw it for sale for 30 rand and oh, bought it cool. <laughs> yeah um so I yeah have found it very interesting it's really helpful it's interesting having been a child yeah at 94 when things were happening it's interesting reading what was happening you know we just have a kind of patch together bit of school history bit of this bit of that so it's really um yeah been very insightful helpful um and not pretentious or like fancifully written mm. or anything like that it yeah. really feels like yes yeah, somebody just telling you their story exactly and this was a special thing and yeah so 
I have put it down though, so I'm interesting that you haven't been able to put it down. I picked up some other things in between, I sort of took a break from it, but um, yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll finish it. But I think because it's not a gripping story, and maybe that's part of its charm because it's just like yes. this is the life as yeah. it unfolded. It's, it's a very mundane book. Yeah, you know. Although we woke up very, and like, we had breakfast at seven a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like we always do under the trees. Yeah. So why have you? Yes. Why has it been so gripping for you then? I think before we talk about the most it. gripping thing for me is that um, the late Nelson Mandela was always such a mystery to me. Okay. I I didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. School did a terrible job mm-hmm. of saying anything about him history you know the most i've had was just really um picture books yes you know that i've read to the kids yeah but it was quotes and things yeah you know and it was just um yeah i think it's just been very fascinating to to hear about somebody from the perspective of somebody who lived with them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's 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 almost like reading the disciples telling about who Jesus was. Mm. And mm. so it's really just... Um, but also sharing their own, like, exactly. this is how I felt about it. Yes, and the experience <laughs> and like, of him. Yes. And, and, and the, you know, yeah. all, all of that. And, yeah, so it's just been really um, interesting. I think maybe it's also the, the, the nature and the style of the biography mm-hmm. in terms of, like, somebody so close to the... It's, it's like a biography in two. It's yes. her biography and his biography. Yes. Yes. You know, and yeah. um, so I think that's also what's been so compelling. And, and it's just a very easy read. It is. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't had a single word where I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> Maybe just some names. Yeah, name pronunciations, <laughs> yes. Places that name, I was like, do I remember I this like, event what? happening? That's, me too. I was like, what? That's, that's that place. seems significant. <laughs> Why don't we I, know about that? Exactly. So, And I've also just enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. It's like, yes. it's like a historical geographical something I was missing in my life that I okay. didn't know I was missing yes okay yeah which uh, and, and I also just love the the, the marriage of no, not the marriage sorry the um, the unison of the two of them and their differences and all of that mm. is also just even showed so much in um in the book mm-hmm. and it's it's so beautiful because even back to what I was saying about even exile mm-hmm. two different things can be so beautifully in union mm. and work so beautifully. Mm. But the world is pushing for homo- homogenousness. Mm. Everything must be the same. We must all be the same. We must all think the same. We must all feel the same about it. Broccoli. <laughs> Yeah, so so I, I like the celebration of differences. I like the celebration of differences mm-hmm. and and it working and and, and like, it working and yeah. it working beautifully and, and it working you can't, well. Yeah, it's needed for success. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we have some special guests who have burst in on us. <laughs> who want broccoli? <laughs> See you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more content like this, visit www.elvierygrove.com.